today because I, I remember to do another one of these we are going to be talking about the French guy that's what we're going to call him he wasn't like French French but he had like French ancestry and sometimes he would speak in French to me I really get why because I didn't understand it but I mean you know anyways so <laughs> Let's get started. So this was the guy um, who was the other guy when I got lost in my first week of uni. Um, he invited me into the class to sit down or hang out and I was like, no, no, I have to go. Um, but then I started seeing him more and more, like around campus. Like I would see him sometimes at the bar um, I went out with my friends to this pub in Bromley and he just happened to be there quite a few times. Um, you know, and I just kept seeing him everywhere. Um, I later found out that this was probably something to do with the fact that he uh, knew one of my friends uh, who later became my roommate in second year. And... So I have my suspicions that perhaps she was helping him to, you know, maybe set me up a little bit with him um, because she sort of wanted me to be able to get back on the horse, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, just uni, I guess. And I just kind of saw him everywhere and he kind of pursued me a little bit. And I was like, Haha, no. Um, not because there was anything wrong with him, but just because I didn't feel ready to do that yet. You know, after having broken up with uh, the aforementioned vampire. And I just, I didn't feel ready, but he was very insistent. So I gave in eventually after much badgering from my friends who kept telling me how nice he was. So we ended up going on a date. For our first date, he took me uh, to the South Bank. I don't know why men in London think that is the ideal date spot, but apparently they do. I guess maybe because the river looks pretty and whatever, you know, as long as you don't see it in the right light and see all the, you know, pollution and that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so he took me up there and he was he was actually very romantic and very sweet. 
I was several hours late um, because I'm the worst and he waited patiently at the train station for me. When I got there, he had bought me a present as well. He bought me, um, it was a Marvel key ring, I think. Um, and I felt kind of bad because not only was I several hours late, but I didn't buy him anything. Um, he bought me hot chocolate and we just walked and talked about stuff and he was very sweet and very gentlemanly and um that was that was very much a thing with him he was he was a very sweet person and he was very very polite and he was quite traditional in some ways you know he would always open doors for me and carry bags for me and um you know he would pretty much always insist on on paying for things for me and and things like that he was he was a very very sweet boy <laughs> boy <laughs> He was a man. He was older than me. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. He was, he was very lovely. Um, and I just remember being on the way home and just thinking that I was glad that I went and that I gave him a chance. I was happy. It's actually kind of difficult to establish why it didn't work out if that makes sense, because for almost three years it did. Um, it, it was really my first sort of majorly long-term, long-term relationship. Um, I know for some people three years is nothing, but for me that's like a lifetime. Um, <laughs> um, just from that one day, we we ended up being together almost three years. Um we were engaged. Um, I really thought for a very long time that I was going to spend my whole life with him. That he was the love of my life. I, you know, it was, it was legit for me. I, you know, I didn't always show it because, you know, it's just how I am. I really save my emotions for the page where I can monetize them. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm not very expressive in person, you know, in real life. Um, because I find it hard to say those things. But I, I, I really did love him. I think he is one of only two people that I have ever truly romantically loved and been in love with. Um, you know, some days were good and we were happy. We, we, you know, things were difficult because we didn't have much money and we were just sort of two kids trying to make it work. Um, and it was hard. <laughs> But I was I was happy with him most of the time. There were some times when we would argue and we would fight and it would be bad. But the one thing I'll always remember with him is that, you know, whenever I was scared or I was upset, I always wanted him you know and that might not sound unusual 
but here's the other thing. When I was drunk, right, I would always want him to be there to, you know, look after me and protect me and take care of me. I mean, I realistically, I can probably take care of myself. I survived thus far. But I don't know, there was just something about him. I wanted him to be the one to do it, you know? Um, it was hard because I still had some kind of, you know, residual feelings for somebody else that have really just sort of, you know, had really not left me alone, um, I mean, they, they they would sometimes, but then it would kind of just sort of pop up again and be like, hey, um, you know, I've I've not talked about that person yet. And I, I don't know if I even will, because I don't know that I should. It's probably bad for me. I have talked about them briefly on my other, briefly, quite a lot on my other podcast. But um, so, you know, that kind of got in the way. And, you know, sometimes you know, we would have arguments and stuff and I think I held on to some of those things. I think in a way I was kind of afraid of being too happy. And in a way I think I was kind of sabotaging myself because, you know... I'm a very career-driven person and I think part of it was I was afraid if I got too happy with him I would settle in other like he would be enough for me so I could let everything else that I wanted fall away because he was enough and that scared the shit out of me because I had so much in my life not only that I wanted to do, but that I, ha- I had promised myself. Throughout my whole life, I had got by by telling myself, you know what, everything is fine because one day this is going to happen and you're going to do this and you're going to have this and everything, you know, you know. And I started thinking, maybe I don't need those things to be happy. Maybe those things don't have to be the end game of my life maybe those don't have to be the things I aim for maybe I can just aim for you know a a stable regular person job and a nice house and him and some kids and maybe a dog or something and maybe I could be happy with that and there was this other part of me that was like no no that's not where we're going don't say that don't think that and so I think maybe sometimes with him I would look for problems where there weren't any and I would try so hard to pull myself away because I was scared of what being happy with him would mean. Realistically, looking back and knowing him the way I I did and being able to look at it from the outside... I don't think it would have come to that. He was always very supportive of my work. He was very supportive of my career. I don't think he would have stood in the way of what I wanted to do. I don't think he would have held me back or tried to dissuade me from doing what I wanted. 
sometimes I wish I would have trusted him a bit more in that respect and had a bit more faith in him and realised that everything I did, he was standing right there supporting me the whole time. You know, because maybe things would have been different, but they're not different, so, you know. (laughs) I kind of spoke to him a couple months ago. I lose track of time, you know what I'm like. But it was a while ago. I... (laughs) I was having this nostalgia moment. I messaged him on Facebook and then I had to find an excuse to be talking to him. So I made up some shit about, oh, I just, I know you like music. So I wanted to, you know, get your opinion on these instrumentals that I was working on. I didn't need his opinion and they were already finished. Um, But I I just, I don't know. I just, I fucked up and I just wanted to talk to him. I don't know. Um... He said, because I, I, I said, you know, is it weird for me to, to message you? Because when we broke up, right, he, you know, he did the whole thing, you know, we will always be friends, you'll always be my best friend, all this kind of stuff. And then we just sort of stopped talking to each other, you know, which I think in a way I was expecting, but there we are. Um, <laughs> you know, because it it's hard to stay friends with someone that you loved you know I guess um but I said to him you know is it weird for me to message you and he said no no of course not you can message me anytime you want but I probably won't do it again because because it was it was a mistake I felt nice to talk to him but it was a mistake you know, because as right as I can see now it could have been, that does not mean I should go back. Because everything is different now. I'm a completely different person. He doesn't know me anymore. I don't know him. We are two entirely different people. Um, you know, I, I'm doing, you know, something completely different with my life so is he but actually he's not really um (laughs) well he is and he isn't it is complicated but um you know we're living different lives We're, we're different people we've both grown up it's been several years um and talking to him means that I have to confront somebody I definitely don't want to see again and that is old me so perhaps it's best to keep my distance I don't know um (laughs) I think maybe one day we could be friends and it'd be fun but I don't know do I want to be friends with someone who has seen me naked don't know I know that some people have friends I just oh it just seems very unseemly to me I don't know Maybe one day, maybe never, who knows. Okay, so that's all for this episode. I don't know when I'll be back, maybe. But, you know, in the meantime, you can check out my other podcast, Sincerely Jennifer, which I actually update every week because 
I don't know, for some reason on that podcast, I'm not a ridiculous bitch with no work ethic. Um, you can also find my website, which is jenniferwan.com, which has lots of cool, fun and mostly free content on there. Um, you can find me on social media with the username Miss J Squared on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, SoundCloud, YouTube, everywhere. And I will see you at some point in the future. Good night, my love. Thank you.